Hello and welcome to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host, Tyler Brondike. Today I'm joined by Jeff Peters, who's a marketing professional and an author. So stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone, to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host, Tyler Bronike. Thanks for tuning in to another episode today. Really excited to share a conversation with Jeff Peters, who is a marketing professional and an author. Before I share a little bit about that podcast, would love for you all to leave a rating and review wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you're a longtime listener, thank you so much for your support. And if you've already supported us, thank you. It, it means a lot in helping to spread this message to many folks. Today, speaking with Jeff, and we dig into his latest book, The Family Business, and we talk about this fictional story of Jesse's hardware um, and the different dynamics of Jesse wanting to pass along this business to his children. We see some different personas that are magnified uh, in the children um, and how we can see a little bit of ourselves in them, but also in, in, um, in Jesse as well, as well as how this relates to the par- uh, paradigm of the, of the father and the father figure as well. Excited to, to share some information, what we're seeing you know, across the globe with discipleship and really stepping into our calling and our purpose and fulfilling the Great Commission and how this can help us reconsider in this moment in time our calling and our purpose and how that may align or may, may, may call or cause additional reflection. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Jeff. For, thanks for joining and, and sharing a little bit about your journey, you know, these past few months, but also, you know, there's a lot more I'd love to dig into as well. Yeah, Tyler, thanks for having me on. Yeah, the book came out October 5th, The Family Business. It has been, uh, it's been a wild ride. Mm-hmm. It's been a wild ride to hear people's responses and questions, and thus mm-hmm. far, it seems to be, I mean, really, really well received. You always mm-hmm. kind of have that uh, moment of uh, apprehension, I guess, sometimes when you, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it's my first book, but I think anybody who's, when you create something and you put it out there, there's always that, oh, how's it, how's it going to land <laughs> kind of mm-hmm. question right. as right. you kind of put yourself out there. So uh, this so far has landed really well. So yeah, I'm excited mm-hmm. to be on and talk to you about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and so obviously, you know, have a background in marketing and marketing research um, and are interested in seeing a lot of the, the trends we see kind of, you know, as a culture, um, maybe nationally or internationally, but then also um, kind of more niche in, you know, for Christ followers, for disciples. And um, what is the What does our current reality look like? Um, and I know you kind of have a thread in a lot of your journey of discipleship. Um, so perhaps maybe just can you give a little bit of your you know, elevator pitch or your th- kind of a 30 second overview of, um, yeah, really what you believe, you know, you know, God has called you to and, and kind of what, what, at least as you see it right now. Yeah, Tyler, for me, my, uh, my journey has always centered around the intersection of ministry and marketing. Mm-hmm. As I see it, they're all all of this is focused on communication. You know, mm-hmm. we serve a God who came upon a woman at a well and talked about being living water. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. came upon two brothers in a boat and talked about being uh, making you fishers of men. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a master, of course, at contextualizing his message mm-hmm. so that it connected well with the people he was trying to speak to. And that is where I've lived my life, really, in the, in the marketing space, is how do we make sure we're we're shaping the message that is actually going to inspire people, in my case, in ministry, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In case, ministry for the work that God has uh, has called each of us to be a part of in the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And so, you know, in your uh, in your book, um, just to kind of give a, a quick, you know, rundown for, for our listeners, Family Business highlights a fictional uh, Jesse's Hardware. Um, and then Jesse is passing along this legacy and... Um, to his children and we kind of see some of the different um, responses and dynamics that are going on within these uh, different children. Um, can you just explain a little bit what has kind of compelled you to, to write this? I know you're, um, there's, I'm sure there's some research that has kind of gone into, you know, these different personas or different people and their responses. So can you just explain a little, a little bit about that for our audience here? Yeah, absolutely. The book itself really was born out of research. Um, In my role uh, as a marketer, I serve as the chief marketing officer for a a ministry called Operation Mobilization. Uh, You can find us at om.org, om.org. But we are a ministry focused on mobilizing disciples for the work God is doing in the world. And as a part of that work, we need to know really how to talk to disciples how do we talk to existing jesus followers and Mm -hmm. inspire them mobilize them motivate them Mm -hmm. for the work that god has called us all to and so we did research we did focus Mm -hmm. groups actually all around the world um Mm -hmm. in in seven different countries where we brought existing jesus followers into a focus group setting and we effectively set up god's mission and god's work and call for all of us as a product if you will and Jesus followers or Christians as the audience. And we said, how do we get our audience to care about our product? And that was the, the crux of the research. Mm-hmm. Through that, we heard mm-hmm. a lot of great messaging points that we can use as marketers. But really, more than anything, we heard a lot of fear, a lot of barriers, a lot of the reasons why existing Jesus followers don't. Uh, get involved with God's work in the world. Mm-hmm. Why we've said yes uh, to Jesus. We said, yes, Jesus, I'll follow you with my whole life. But so frequently we never asked the question or really took the time to understand mm-hmm. where we're going. <laughs> like what's the, what's the trajectory? What are we trying to accomplish? And so, yeah, the book itself was born out of really a lot of the hurdles and fears that we mm-hmm. learned from this research right out of the mouths of mm-hmm. Christians around the U S and, um, that is what led to the composition of the book. As you said, you know, we got five children in the book. Each of them has a different persona. Each of them uh, has their personality Mm -hmm. and fears and barriers based on what we heard from Jesus followers. Right. Right. Um, And I, 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 yeah, I mean, I I love how you kind of center this around the great commission as well and looking um, and then looking kind of at, how, but it's not just kind of from, you know, I, we see it in, in the kind of in a business context here, but it's for all, it's for anyone, you know, it's not necessarily for us as business owners, but we all have that kind of Jesse in us and that we're trying, we're looking to pass along and kind of give. And, um, I think it's interesting. I, I, I was thinking kind of reflecting on like launching a book 
and we were talking a little bit beforehand about like sending sending it off. But you're not really, I mean, you are sending, but you're still very involved in it after it's been launched. And so it's almost like discipleship is like we're, it's a, we're called and we're sent, but we're still growing and we're still engaging with that process, you know, with, from its, you know, there was a point where it was launched, but there, it's still kind of continuing. Um, oh, spot and, on. And so I, I, I was just kind of as, you know, in real, real time here processing and thinking about that. Can you talk a little bit about, yeah, what that looks like for, for Jesse and kind of what it looks like for a lot of us in how we've kind of traditionally done our, maybe our discipleship or stepped into our callings and what, yeah. what are some of the, the gaps that we might want to reconsider? Yeah, sure. I mean, so in the book, Jesse is really, uh, he's the father character, right? He's, right. he's the character most, most similar in, in concept to, uh, our heavenly father and mm-hmm. each of us being the children mm-hmm. and the, the, the correlation that we're trying to draw is to say, look, when each of us said yes to following Christ, we opted in. That was the moment. So, so often in one of the barriers we heard a lot of in the focus groups and in the research, we heard people say, no, no, I'm still waiting for my call. Hmm. No, hmm. actually your, your call happened 2000 years ago. You opted in to that same call that Christ gave his disciples when he said, uh, as the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Mm-hmm. This is what you are supposed to wrap your life around. Our calling, figuring out our calling is not a matter of if, if we're called, but it's a matter of how we're called, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so the unique skills, gifts, talents, passions, education, experience, whatever it is that makes up the context for who you are as a Jesus follower those are the things and those are the that is the way that shapes your response and how you're supposed to respond whether that's where you respond right there in mm-hmm, a certain mm-hmm. time and place to to, mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. share god's love through your whole life uh or whether that's uh mm-hmm. i mean we've heard from people that have read this book and in other conversations that have said you know mm-hmm. what actually you're right i need to um I, i've always thought of myself as like I'm a Christian on Sundays, and I wrap, mm-hmm. this is how I wrap my family life. But when I go to work, uh, I, I kind of unintentionally step into this almost mm-hmm. like an alter ego of, of the secularized version of right. myself. And I kind of put the put the sacred side and the Jesus mm-hmm. side on the shelf, and I, and I, and I got to stop doing that. And, and that is mm-hmm. more than anything what we're hoping comes out of the book as you read it and you realize, yeah, I, I, I can't have a separate – sacred and secular life when i opted in when i told jesus i was in with my whole life i meant my whole life it's everything mm-hmm, and i got to mm-hmm. figure out how to blend those two uh so that uh, i can really be the witness uh, to god's love wherever he has me at any given point in mm-hmm. the time or day mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so kind of back to your initial point i'm just kind of thinking about the relationship of a father right and the father figure but and you kind of the book title is the family business. And so there is this family component that is not, you know, not only between the father, son and spirit, um, but also within the family in the, in the book here and, you know, in our families, how we think about that within our, our households, but then also just the, the greater body of Christ as well. And thinking about kind of our, our potential giftings and callings. Um, what did, I guess, what advice or, you know, what would you say for, 
for folks who aren't sure or how to kind of identify what are maybe some of their giftings, callings are to participate, to engage right now, because that's what we, you know, we're, we're, we're in, we're in the, we're, we're in the moment right now. Yeah, that's right. You know, in the book, it's one of the great dynamics really of the siblings in the book and in, and not just the siblings, but, but the, the loved ones and the other people who surround each of the characters, whether that be a spouse of one character, a boyfriend, or girlfriend of mm-hmm, another mm-hmm, character, mm-hmm. Uh, a, a, a good buddy, uh, you know, one of the characters is Dave. He, you know, he, to help kind of process some of this idea for how he can step into the father's family business, mm-hmm. he, he goes out to coffee with a buddy of his. We, <laughs> one of the best realities of, of the body of Christ is that we are not, none of us are intended to do this alone. Mm-hmm. And so what I really believe is sometimes for ourselves, we, we might be able to have a good inkling of what we're good at and what God has has put in us but there's nothing like talking to your family talking to your friends talking to the people who know you the best who have known you longest potentially and getting that outsider's perspective to say you know mm-hmm. when when I think about what God is probably trying to do through you it's probably a or b or c and in my experience, mm-hmm. those can be some of the most revealing conversations to who we are as individuals, because we often we don't see ourselves through the same lenses no. that other people see us. Right. Um, and sometimes that's a good thing. <laughs> sometimes that's <laughs> right. maybe not such a good thing. Sure. But relying on outsiders, those people who know us, uh, who love us and care for us uh, to speak into us that way. Uh, I think there's nothing better. And so that's that's sort of the dynamic you see in the book, but also, I guess, my own recommendation for at least what's worked for mm-hmm. me in my life. And, you know, mm-hmm. what I would what I would say um, uh, it's part of the exploration journey for anybody, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's when I think about Jesse's hardware, right, the image you kind of chose to use or the, sorry, the business, it, this like, it kind of creates this, this almost this like impression of like, oh, it's just like the mom and pop shop down the street that is, you know, everyone's kind of chipping away, you know, working, you know, working and, and it, everyone knows it in town and there's all these different tools and kind of the tool shed too. So these are just some kind of like some of the things I think about. And I think that's a, that's a great image of kind of um, how we think about our, our work in the kingdom as well. And there is like this, this kind of comfort, but there's also this like this work, you know, that's, that's being done too. And so we're not, you know, it's, we're called to serve and we're called to be people. It's going to, there will be times where it'll be hard or challenging and, you know, we're going to get our, our hands kind of, you know, dirty, so to speak. Um, and so just, I, I really appreciate that kind of that, uh, that, that, that choice or that, you know, in this kind of in this fictional story here. And so can you, yeah, can you talk a little bit about kind of maybe it's like passing, something from one person to another. I think that was a theme that I was really thinking about of how, you know, as, as disciples we're passing along this, this commission and how we're sharing it and getting others to kind of, yeah, to really participate in that and to, to be aware of it. Like and, and that, you know, not just, yeah. So, you know, being sent, being sent out, how I can go and be a model or, or share this with somebody else. Yeah, I think there's a couple of examples that come to mind. Um, first and foremost, you know, we, mm-hmm. we sometimes get ourselves wrapped around, especially when you hear the Great Commission, mm-hmm. the, the idea of missionary comes to mind. Mm-hmm. 
But there's really no difference between the word missionary and the word disciple. In fact, I mean, mm -hmm. you probably know this, like the mm -hmm. word missionary is actually not even in the Bible. Uh, the word Correct. missionary is something that we as as followers of Christ mm -hmm. have have coined uh, a, a bit as a way of saying this is a disciple, a follower of Jesus who has gone to a new place, someplace away from home or whatever else to do this work. And so uh, I think that's an important mm -hmm. thing to mm -hmm. remember because the work of being a disciple, of sharing, sharing the love of Christ through my actions, through my words, through everything about me, uh, is the same work that I would do with my neighbor across the street right now, or it's with the work I would do if I go overseas somewhere or to another, to another country. You know, we have um, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm, one, of the, mm -hmm. one of the great examples that I know is, uh, it's just through our time at Operation Mobilization, mm -hmm. uh, there's, a, there, there's a doctor that I know, and I'll call him James uh, for the sake of his own anonymity, mm -hmm. but he, he, he's serving as a doctor now at a hospital in the Middle East. He was a doctor here in the U.S. He had a great practice. He was thriving. Everything was going well. Um, and he kind of had a wake-up call one day. He said, you know, wait a second. If mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be, if the full scope of being a Christian, if what it means to be a follower of Jesus is to follow the instructions he gave us, which was to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth, if I'm going to step into that and all I have are my skills, mm -hmm. And how do I do that? And so he said, mm -hmm. well, I'm a doctor. And he literally just jumped on jo a job board from a, an employer, employment job board yeah. in the Middle yeah. East, got himself a job at a hospital where he is one of the few and far between Christians at the hospital. Yeah. He has an opportunity all the time, That's just right. naturally in That's conversation right. That's right. To, to share his faith. He's had people say, gosh, your bedside manner is so mm -hmm. different from the other doctors. Is that some, some sort of special training you received in the US? And he says, no, honestly, it's, I, my own faith tells me that everybody was created in the image of Christ. Everybody mm -hmm. is God's child. And so I just try to treat people yeah. that way. Um, and yeah. so it, it's really natural for him. And I think that's the greatest example. Um, right. This doesn't have to be something where you're supposed to step far outside your comfort zone. Yes, there are times that we're supposed to step outside our comfort zone, but the skills, first look at the skills, the giftings, the experience, the passions, those things that God has put in you right. that you're supposed to then steward mm. on behalf of his work in the world. So take what he's given you and do the work he's called you to do. It's pretty simple from that perspective, mm -hmm. even though we try to make it really complicated uh, from time to time. Yeah. No, I, I, and I think this kind of goes back to one of your initial, the initial points that you made. And um, I think it's really important for listeners to really tune in here is that Jesus met people where they were, um, where they were at, right? And so we think about it, right? One of our, the greatest places that we spend our time is in our workplace. Um, and whether it's at a hospital, whether it's, you know, as you mentioned, um, or what, 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 whatever other profession again, again, and also within your family as well. You spend a lot of time with your family, and so these are, these are, should be places that we're extra alert and be like, oh wow, I can be a great witness here because they see a lot of me here. Whereas, you know, to be honest, on church on Sunday they might only see me for one to two hours, and so Tyler, yeah, you're spot on. In fact, that's one of the things that came out in the research too, and we have done sometimes as a church 
And as and myself, as a, I served as a pastor for a while. I'm serving as a, in a mission agency now as mm-hmm. a part of the larger body of Christ and the work we do. But, mm-hmm. but one of the things that we have done a poor job of mm-hmm. is helping people to understand that a Christian lifestyle and the role of a disciple is a 24-7 thing. We use terms like mission field. And in our research, some people hear the term mission field as if there's some place you're supposed to live as a part of God's mission and some places where you don't. Right. And in actuality, that's completely false. Like right. you said, this is a new lifestyle. So wherever you go, whether it's right there with your family or whether it's in church on Sunday, um, yeah. that is where you are living yeah. as a part of God's mission, as, a, as one of God's representatives on earth. Right. Yeah. I mean, guess what? You're on mission every day. And so it's... Um, Especially for us, I know you're in Colorado. I'm in I'm in New England area, and it's that that's where you're gonna have most influence. To be honest, uh, I at least from what I'm hearing from a lot of uh, a lot of folks, and I think it's really encouraging to hear people, uh, and maybe you're one listening right now who have started, you know, started conversations at at work at a if you work at a large hospital, you work at a large corporation, or have started a Bible study, have started you know uh, some some type of kind of group. To, to process and even I think these small even these small groups are making a real kingdom impact and so just want to encourage people who are already doing this work right now and who, who already know that you know <laughs> you know using a more technical term kind of workplace or marketplace ministry is um, is what is where is a is certainly a big place of where we're called to be absolutely I, I couldn't agree more mm-hmm. I think sometimes, yeah, it's not just right where you are, but it's also the small actions you take in those mm-hmm. places, mm-hmm. whether that's, you know, just asking coworkers for prayer requests mm. or or sending your boss randomly an encouraging note. Right. 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 How would you do that? Well, it's part of my, you know, there are things yep. you do because they're the way you share God's love. And it happens sometimes to open up opportunities for dialogue. Sure. Sometimes that yeah. happens right away. Sometimes that happens three years down the road. Right. Either way, or even longer, right. either way, you are still acting intentionally as uh, a representative of God's love right mm-hmm. where he has you. That's right. That's right. Right. I think building trust is huge. Something at least I'm, I think focused on is is building that, that trust, especially for people who are, you know, we're takes a while to build someone trust, to build someone's trust. And so those small acts of kindness, generosity, whatever, um, go, go a long way, as you mentioned, those cards and, and such. Um, wanted to kind of think about kind of this new paradigm, I guess, or this that we're in now. Um, as people are thinking about their work, their calling, their purpose, what are you, what are you noticing that's new maybe within the past year, few years here? Um, that we're kind of maybe seeing, you know, within kind of nationally, internationally. Yeah, it's definitely a time of, of change uh, and transition for a lot of people, you know, whether it be from uh, directly because people were suddenly working because of the pandemic, people mm-hmm. have been working from home much more, or whether maybe you were in a, in a role that um, you were, you were, fired or, or, or sidelined for a while um, or, or perhaps you were um, uh, one of those one of those workers that um, uh, just just had to create you had to, you had to stay at at work the whole time 
but you had to figure out a way to do things in a different way. Um, I think all of those uh, things have contributed to what we're seeing mm-hmm. culturally as what's sometimes referred to as the great resignation. <laughs> uh, we're seeing people uh, from various walks of life who are either now that the pandemic seems to be, we seem to be either figuring out how to live into this new reality or, or jobs are coming back. Uh, the economy seems to be uh, you know, moving back in, in the right direction, hopefully. Um, but, but whether it's because of those reasons or because people are just flat out tired of being at home, uh, people are going back into the workforce and they're evaluating. Um, one of the most common things researchers are seeing now is people saying, look, I don't like the job I was in. I, I was commuting two hours each day, or I was doing a job. I was working with people I just can't get along with, or, uh, I really found that, um, I really valued my time at home a lot more than I thought I did. Something shifted, something's changed. And so I want to try to find a new job. And so we're seeing a lot of that. And so I think what's interesting about the timing of what, what's called the great resignation. So if you were to Google the term, the great resignation, you'll see articles from Forbes and uh, Harvard Business Review has done a ton of research uh, papers on this stuff recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's not just here in the U.S. You're seeing it in I'm hearing it from colleagues in Australia, in the UK, and other parts of the world as well. But it's it's people in the workforce waking up to saying, I don't think the job that I've been doing is what I've been meant to do. I think there's something different. I mm. think there's something better. I really want to pursue uh, a, a better alternative mm. for my lifestyle. And I think the timing of this with mm-hmm. a book, I mean, it's called The Family Business uh, the subtitle is a parable about stepping into the life you were made for. I feel like those two things could not be more synergistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just feel like that's mm-hmm. the that's the ultimate opportunity uh, of, uh, of of stepping into the life you were made for is now that you have the time to say to take a look at your job mm-hmm. and say, yeah, actually, I think mm-hmm. God meant me for something different. And I'm going to go take a look at how to do that. Right. No, I think that's a, it's a great time to reconsider this moment and the opportunity in front of us as well. As you take a step back to reflect, uh, really examine kind of where you are right now and um, to really pray through it, spend some time in reflection. I think this holiday season in particular, or the, you know, these getting into the new year and is an important time to really um, reflect and kind of, rem- again, remember where you've been and how, what some of the things that might contribute to where you're called to perhaps it's, you know, if you have a, a gifting in, as a, um, working in a hospital that might, that might continue or, or, you know, or, but maybe for, have a different spin on it. Um, and so really encouraged, uh, Jeff, um, where can just kind of, you know, to wrap up maybe a last word of, you know, anything we missed or really want to harp on and then just where folks can, um, can find you and kind of what, what you're up to. Yeah. Uh, thanks Tyler. So the, the book itself uh, is, like we said, The Family Business, a parable about stepping into the life you're made for. Uh, if you're a person who is trying to figure out how do I connect the dots better between my faith and the and this, and this full lifestyle as a Jesus follower, how do I do it all um, and, and not uh, feel like I'm, I'm leaving part of me on the shelf all the time? Or how do I make sure that I'm doing the work God has called me to do? Uh, I yeah recommend picking it up. 
on the on the back of the book, you'll you'll find a website uh, that'll link to some small group discussion guides, some extra video content. All of it's free, and it's just it's just there as a guide to help people mm-hmm. walk through uh, some of the ideas of the book. It is a parable, so uh, and it's a short read. It's a quick read. Um, so hopefully it's not something mm-hmm. that, uh, people right. have to spend too much time digging into, but you can actually spend more time trying to think about it and apply it, uh, to your life. So mm-hmm. yeah, the book's available wherever books are sold. Uh, mm-hmm. you can uh, get it from Amazon. You can get it from Barnes and Noble. You can get it from, uh, wherever you really prefer. Uh, so yeah, paper mm-hmm. copy, digital copy, mm-hmm. uh, audio book is also available as well. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jeff. It's been a, it's been a joy and an honor. Thank you for uh, for sharing a little bit about your story and what you're, what you've been up to. Awesome, Tyler. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate the time today. Absolutely.